Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Ube Dakhorn. Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Today, I'm very excited to introduce you to Dr. Jeffrey McGee. How are you doing, Dr. Jeffrey? And where are you hanging out right now? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm in Las Vegas, Nevada, USA. I've heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of people have. If you yeah, haven't, I've... it's a fun place to come play. <laughs> I, I, I bet it is. <laughs> Wonderful. Dr. Jeffrey McGee has been called one of today's leading leadership and marketing strategists. Jeff works with C-suite business leaders, military generals, and CEO to CEO peer groups across the world. And I think your mission to achieve greater self-confidence, reasoning, and the ability to accelerate your personal success from within and interactions with others is remarkable. So I'm very thankful I can talk to you today, Dr. Jeffrey. You bet. Thank you so much. And thank you for the great work you're doing. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. All right, let's dive right in. So my first question to you is, who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face? Ideal client is a business owner or, as you introduced in the beginning, uh, the C-suite of an established business. Typically, globally and here in the United States, they're somewhere around a half a billion dollars in size, up to about six, seven, eight billion dollars in size. That's kind of the critical nature. Um, and I work with them from a human capital standpoint, been using that phrase for decades, even though it's become fashionable recently. Uh, I truly believe human capital is the number one and most critical factor to anything in a business, in society, in life, in family, et cetera. Human capital trumps everything and solves everything. And so that's why I play with their, their biggest challenge, therefore, is human capital. How do you find great talent? How do you engage that great talent? How do you retain it? Um, and how do you develop it so that it takes you organically to, to new levels you never would have expected or, or you would able to think of? I think uh, this is an excellent answer. Thank you. And I think uh, it goes back to the 90s, something where I heard this uh, this term the first time. Is that fair to say? Is that a good estimation? It is. Human capital, you know, again, in, in the 90s, you'd have great global thinkers, uh, you know, Sir Richard Branson, who I've had a chance to actually write some books with and, and interact with. I mean, he would have been at the forefront, you know, in Europe, you would have had other great, uh, you know, industry leaders in in Germany, across, you know, Central America, South America, Asia, Russia, United States. Uh, and so it kind of goes back to Peter Drucker, one of the you know great names in management leadership globally. So yes to everything you've talked about. In terms of popular, you know, people that are, you know, the, the buzz names out today, you know, in the last decade, everyone's got excited about it. But uh, old school, you and I have a little bit of different color in our hair. And it's, it's kind of funny that, you know, what's new is not really new. It's just old and coming back. It's coming back. A lot was was introduced in the nineties. I just remember that. <laughs> it's amazing. And we just can uh, uh, remember that for for a bit. Very Wonderful. true. Sometimes we get excited with the shiny, you know, syndrome as they call it. Whether it's a thought, an idea, a product, uh, and sometimes it distracts you away from what really is the tried and true uh, foundation to success in personal relationships and in business. Wonderful. So regarding the human capital and the challenges, what are common mistakes they make when trying to solve that kind of problem? It's a great question. So making decisions is a critical issue. So back in the 80s, uh, there's a small company called IBM 
that approached me and said, you know, we're having some challenges making decisions and getting people to align, facilitate and work together to execute. Uh, and they had me come in and, and, and help them to address that. And I came up with a model that I have used for decades ever since. Uh, and really, it allows you to, to make an objective decision by allowing your brain to do what it just does. And so uh, one day I was driving home and I was driving my car and I came into an intersection where there was a stop sign, S-T-O-P, a stop sign. And I was thinking about this making decision process, how to get you know, people from diverse backgrounds to facilitate that process, you know, global company, IBM. And that stop sign triggered in my head the four-step formula that would be my response and answer to your question. You know, in order to, to make effective decisions and bring that human capital together to uh, leverage it in terms of innovation or to leverage it in times of crisis, either extreme, decision-making comes down to basically four steps. And your ability to identify one, work it, and know that it's time to stop, move on to the next step is how you can facilitate making these, de these decisions, which allows you to be ahead of the curve and making decisions that the rest of the world's, you know, running to catch up. So the S stands for stop and see. Your first element you have to be able to do is to be able to stop and see where the opportunity is or stop and see what the problem is, stop and see what the challenge is. And so the key word there is W-H-A-T. So stop and see deals with the what factor. Once you can see what the issue is, there's no need for another 9,000 PowerPoint slide presentations and discussion. Move to the letter T. T tells you then to target and think. So the T is target and think through why is that an issue or why that is a problem or why is that on your desk or my desk or someone else's desk or whose desk should it be on? And once you identify the why, that's where the real success happens. When you study successful people, they have the ability to get to letter O and P. A lot of others get stuck. Paralysis of analysis. We get stuck on fear, which is holding you back at the S and the T. O is the third step of making decisions. So the O stands for organized options. And Uwe, what's most important with the word options is that S, because that S tells you plural. So, you know, what are my options? You know, how do I fix? How do I solve? How do I avoid? How do I cope? How do I minimize? How do I eliminate? How do I, you know, so all the HOWs. And when you start to get two or three ideas out on your own or with other people, that will burst synergy and you may come up with an even better idea uh, or approach or strategy. And then letter P tells you to pick and proceed. Well, you can't pick if you didn't do O, because if you don't have several uh, options to pick from, I mean, P can't happen. So the fourth step of making a decision, that fourth step is P, pick and proceed. And now you know when you're going to have implementation. So that's where people struggle is the ability to make decisions. And so when you think of those four letters, STOP, you, I, and our listeners today, you know, you can, you can bolt on top of the stop model, tremendous amounts of other insights in terms of who are the right people, or what's the technology, or what are the resources, what's the information, you know, what's the data points I need to facilitate those four, what's the relooping of it, you know, what's the benchmarks. So STOP is an incredibly simplistic tool uh, that we use with our clients, and it allows them to be innovative. And, and again, uh, as people watch us today or come back in the future, you know, remember we went through this period called COVID, and COVID caused a lot of businesses to survive, die, or, or thrive, and the STOP model is how you thrive. I hear this is a, it's kind of like experience a fountain of insights. So thank you for that, Dr. Jeffrey. You're amazing. You're Wonderful. So before I ask Dr. Jeffrey, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something here to our audience. If you're enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance Absolutely. for spreading the share. word. And Uwe, you. you just hit something really important. I mean, again, information we've heard, information is power. And that's a, that's a tremendously um, it's a misnomer. Information is not power. It's, it's the implementation of the right information leads you to power and greatness and success. 
And, and again, sharing this podcast with as many people as you can as our viewers are tuned in today is absolutely one of the traits of successful leaders. It's the gifting forward of knowledge and information and success. It's an abundance mentality. I mean, the pie is 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 tremendously larger than any one of us are ever going to be able to benefit from. So share it, push it, get it out there. You, you heard him saying that, right? <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. So what is one valuable free action that your audience can implement that will help with that kind of issue? I think there's a couple of free items that we can you know, put on the plate uh, of our viewers. Say one is obviously the stop model we just shared with you. Write that word down. Write S-T-O-P-O down. Put it on the wall in front of you. Put it on the bulletin board around your office or home. Share it with your team. You know, Create your own version of that model. I have clients that have taken S-T-O-P and they've, they've used their own word. You know, I've got uh, clients in the agricultural market and they'll take the concept of a, of a baby potato, SPUD, S-P-U-D, and they'll, they'll, they'll come up with their own acronym to model basically off the stop. So that's one, do it. Second, is again, I think another immediate action is for our viewers to do two things. One, go to this website where you're watching us now and, and just arbitrarily reach in as a gift and just click on any one of the 200 plus episodes you've done and re-listen to it and forward it to people. If you go to my website, jeffreymcgee.com, uh, under resources, you can sign up for our free uh, newsletter. We don't sell anything. It's not about current events. It's not, in essence, me being, you know, pontificating. We give people hard-hitting, you know, ideas that can help them right now to become more successful. So there's multiple gifts that we can give to people today. You're a treasure chest. Wonderful. So, of course, we put the link in the show description so folks can check out your site as well. So I love it. <laughs> so, uh, Dr. Jeffrey, what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? What's the difference between success and failure? Mm, you care to answer that for us, please? Absolutely. The difference between success and failure is nothing. We have been raised to believe successful people must be doing something different or must have access to something different or must be gifted or et cetera. And that's why we have these levels of, you know, super achievers, almost achievers, successful people, happy people, frustrated people or losers, however you want that pendulum to swing. Uh, and what I talk about is psychology teaches us you and I are going to do five things, whether we like it or not. I call these five levels of behavior, even though a couple of the words aren't behavior, but five levels of behavior. So if we're not paying attention, these five levels of behavior will take you to derailment and failure. It's one of the things I talk about in my book and or those same five will take you to success. So the answer is simple. Number one, behavior. We all are going to do things behavior. We're trained as children and as adults how to do things. So behavior means conscious energy. Once you consciously learn how to do something, then it goes from, from a behavior to a habit. A habit then is subconscious. It's kind of like you're not really paying attention because you've done it so many times. This is kind of the way you do it. Subconscious, that habit then goes to the third level of behavior, which I call a personal SOP, standard of processes, standard of operation, standards of procedures, you know, kind of how you do things. And when you get to that third level of behavior, it really is autopilot. You're not paying attention. You know, if I'm standing in front of an audience, I make the comment, think about where you live and where you work. And if that's a normal drive or commute, for a lot of people, you kind of are consciously aware of when you walk out of where you live. And the next time you're really paying attention is when you walk into where you work. And it's kind of like, oh my gosh, how did I get here? It's autopilot. And the world lives in this, this, this third level. Well, once you reach that third level, here's where the problem or success happens. The fourth level of behavior I call ownership. You take ownership of your way of doing it. 
And once you really take ownership of your way of doing it, then the fifth level of behaviors, I call the word emotion, then emotion wraps around it. And then you start to become defensive. And if someone suggests a more effective way of doing things, some people are resistant and others embrace. So if those are the five levels of behavior which can take you to derailment, imagine we took those five words and we drew a circle around them and pointed the arrow over to a success line of life. It's the same way you're successful. If we're conscious of we're every day of what we're doing behaviorally, we make sure our habits make sense. We have accountability mechanisms and people around us to hold us accountable to being greater successful. Then that becomes your autopilot personal SOPs, which then that's what you take ownership of. And that's what you'll embrace and put emotion around. So that's the question that I think is the power question uh, of success. Anyone can be successful if you back up and apply the five steps of behavior. Excellent. You just experienced an unannounced uh, mini masterclass from Dr. Jeffrey. <laughs> I love <Excellent>. it. <laughs> so this brings me to my final question. It's a personal one. And we go a little bit deeper here. When was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why? I, I think that that's a great question for all of us. And your family could be, you know, blood family. Your family could be, you know, close circle of friends and confidants. And your family could be the people that you've worked with for some time. So our, our viewers can take that word family and apply it a lot of ways. I think the last time I experienced that is actually a regular experience. And that is there's there's people around you, so around me, that are truly outwardly thinking about how can they go, not just the extra mile, but all of those miles to really make someone else feel special and appreciated and valued. And I experienced that on a weekly basis. So that's a great question. And I think it's a great one for all of us to ask without any thought of what am I going to get back out of that exchange? That's, I think that's the point here to really go in there and, and just experience it. And uh, we, we do an annual uh, live online goosebumps event where we just talk all about goosebumps and how to create at least 12 goosebumps moments uh, uh, during the year. So with your I family, so to stay healthy. <laughs> Wonderful. It's a great concept. It's a great way of saying it. What, what gives you the goosebumps? Huge. Absolutely. We should, we, we need goosebumps. That's why we're doing this. <laughs> well, hopefully Wonderful. we've created a couple today. Yeah, we did. We did. Thank you, Dr. Jeffrey, for this amazing Goosebumps moment. Also, thank you for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you and I appreciate very much the knowledge and you know, amazing insights you shared with us today. Thank you so much. I appreciate you and all the work you're doing. Oh, thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening. And as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.